Good morning podcast, I'm Chef Ben and this is Food in 5. And Today we are looking at 7 things you can do to improve your soup. There are few things in the world as comforting and enjoyable as a big bowl of well-made soup. Soup can lift the spirit, warm the body, and signify love, caring, and thoughtfulness. Soup is a very basic thing and can be made well with little knowledge and skill. Even though soup is a seemingly simple preparation, there are things to keep in mind that will transform your soup from good to great. How many of the seven things that I'm about to tell you do you already know? Broth versus stock. What is the difference between broth and a stock and why do you care? The only real difference is that stock is made from bones. Broth is made from meat and bones. Other than that, they are made with pretty much the exact same process. Either the bones or the meat and bones, depending on whether you're making a stock or a broth, will be simmered, not boiled, for a length of time in order to extract the maximum amount of flavor. Other ingredients such as carrots, onions, celery, and herbs are usually added to build more flavor into the broth. Broth is generally richer and more flavorful than stock as it can be eaten on its own, where stock is used as an ingredient. This distinction is important because a soup made with stock as the base will need a lot more flavorings added in order to intensify the flavor. A broth, on the other hand, should already have a fully developed flavor profile on its own. Vegetable stock and broth differ only really by name, other than that they're exactly the same. Choosing the right medium for your soup, uh, like a dairy-based soup versus a broth soup. Soup can be made with either a broth base or a dairy base. I'm excluding plain water because you should always try and use some sort of broth. Soups like chicken noodle or beef and barley would be good examples of broth soups, or cream of broccoli or chowder would be good examples of cream-based ones. Choosing whether you use broth base or a dairy base really comes down to the type of soup you're making and the ingredients you have on hand. For example, you wouldn't make a chicken noodle soup with a dairy base, right? But you could easily make chicken and bacon chowder or cream of chicken and broccoli. It really comes down to the type of soup you want to make. If you're going to use dairy as the base, use a full fat product. Generally, homogenized milk and, uh, or cream is what you want to use. Anything that has a lower fat content will not stand up to the heat of cooking. You can also thicken and stabilize your soup by adding a roux, which is equal parts butter and flour cooked together. This can be done with a dairy-based soup or with a broth-based soup, such as a velouté. Velouté is literally just broth that is thickened with roux. If you're making a beef soup, use a beef broth. If you're making a chicken soup, use a chicken broth. If you're making a fish soup, fish broth. You get the idea. Building the most flavor. Building flavor into your soup is really a matter of how you handle your ingredients. For example, if you want a deeper roasted flavor in your soup, you can roast the vegetables before adding them to the pot during broth production. You can roast any bones that are being added as well. If you would like a heavier onion flavor, which would be desirable with some beef soups or obviously onion soup, add a higher proportion of onions to your broth when making it. Some of the onions may be roasted and some may be raw, and that would give you different flavor profiles. On top of this, herbs uh, and other complementary flavors can be added during either broth production or during the actual production of the soup itself. Extracting the most flavor. Getting the most flavor out of your ingredients is really a matter of time. If you don't cook your ingredients long enough, you're throwing away flavor. If you cook them too long, you're destroying flavor. You, can, you want to cook your ingredients only until they've released the maximum amount of flavor any longer and you're actually cooking the flavor out. 
Flavor is just volatile oils and chemicals interacting with receptors on your tongue. The oils and chemicals can be destroyed if cooked for too long or on too high a heat. So you want to be careful not to overcook your ingredients, which would cook the flavor out of your broth. People used to say that you should simmer a stock or a broth for hours and hours. We now know that this is not true. Essentially, you want all the meat to be fully cooked and you want your vegetables, vegetables to be tender, but not disintegrating. An hour or two is usually plenty of time. Choosing the right ingredients for your soup is very important as well. If you're hoping for a crystal clear broth, you want to avoid adding carrots as they can cause cloudiness. But beyond that, things like meats with high percentage of fat generally are best kept out of the soup pot unless you want a very fatty soup. And the fat can actually cloud the stock as well, or the broth. Use waxy potatoes rather than mealy ones as they will hold their structure better when cooked. Avoid ingredients that have strong flavors which could overpower the flavor of the broth and other ingredients. Unless of course you want that to be the, the forward flavor. Flavors like ginger and garlic should be subtle if used at all. Use fresh ingredients whenever possible. Some people think that a soup pot is a garbage pot, which is absolutely not true. Making a soup is a great way to use leftovers and use up excess produce you have around, but don't use half rotten vegetables, as this will cause your soup to taste half rotten. Add in the ingredients at the right time. When to add your ingredients is just as important, if not more important, than what ingredients to add. Generally, any ingredient that will continue to absorb liquid after the cooking process should be cooked separately and added just before the soup is served. Ingredients like rice would fall into this category. Rice can be delicious in soup, but not if it has absorbed all the broth and is now just a big mushy mess. Just like with adding flavor to the broth, you want to only cook the ingredients until they are done. So ingredients that take longer to cook, like onion and celery, will be added near the beginning of the cooking process as opposed to peas or potatoes, which would have a much shorter cooking time. Fresh green herbs like parsley or cilantro should be added at the very end of cooking, while hardier herbs like thyme and rosemary can be added about halfway through. Dried herbs should always be added near the start of cooking. Pureed soups versus broth soups, or chunky soups. Uh, it should be fairly obvious what soups to puree and what soups to not puree. Obviously, you would not puree chicken noodle soup unless you're a psychopath. The types of soup that you would normally be pureed are soups that focus on one or two vegetables, such as butternut squash or carrot and ginger. Some soups, like potato and leek, can either be pureed or left whole. Uh, it's pretty much up to you whether you puree a soup or not. Uh, if you do choose to puree your soup, I recommend passing it through a mesh strainer, as this will give you the smoothest possible consistency. Alright, so this is probably the longest podcast I've done so far, but I think there's a lot of really valuable information in there, and I hope that you got something out of it. Um, again, soup is, can be such a powerful and easy thing to make, but with just a little knowledge, you can turn a good soup into a great soup. Alright, I'm Chef Ben, this has been Food in 5, and I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of A Brief History, uh, and a very exciting episode, so I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.